<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Before we get to dreamy singer Justin Utley, I don't want flies landing on me while I'm talking to him, for God's sake. <laughs> flies, mosquitoes. Yes, yes. I Listen, bugger off bomb is the stuff that dreams are made of. Um, I, I'm telling you, you know, I had a bad bite recently. That's you right. go for a walk in this crazy park where there's like paleolithic I, yes, animals and bugs. Yes, and I don't like putting chemicals and poison on it's me. gross. And it smells icky. No. Bugger off, bomb to the rescue. If you're back east and you got like Jurassic Park-sized stuff with wings. Oh, hell no. Hell, <sighs> hell to the no. Um, bugger off, bomb, man. It's DEET-free. It smells good. It is made with non-GMO soybean oil. Beeswax, rosemary, thyme, geranium, citronella, cedarwood, basil, and eucalyptus essential oils. Wow. That's like everything. OMG, it's all packed in a handy little two-ounce tin. Why is that good? Let me tell you why. Because you can just toss it in your purse, in your backpack, and your whatever, and it's not liquid. It doesn't It's not going to spill or go over the place. Right. I'm telling you. Uh, It it is uh, so easy, and it smells fantastic, and it works like crazy. Just for our listeners, Bugger Off Bomb is offering 15% off when you use the code SEXY. Go to BuggerOffBomb.com. Use the promo code SEXY at checkout. That's right, 15% off by going to BuggerOffBomb.com. Use the code SEXY when you're checking out. Not for use as a deterrent against Zika or Lyme disease. If you live in or visit high-risk areas, you'll need something stronger. That is BuggerOffBomb.com. Don't forget to type in SEXY. We have a dreamy, hunky singer here. Happy, happy hour. Justin Utley is here. Yeah. Look at you and all your beautitiousness. (laughs) Oh, my God. You have a gorgeous voice. I just watched your your, uh, video this morning. Thank you. Thank you. That was a it was a cool uh, little twist of fate. It was supposed to be the pop version of the music video. And we I was just playing around on the piano during another session and turned into this orchestra piece. Well, you know what's so interesting is I said, because Chris has worked in country radio Mm -hmm. and in some write-ups I'm reading about, you know, that you're country. And I was like, that doesn't sound country. And Chris is like, well, nothing does in country now at all. (laughs) It's all (laughs) Taylor Swiftized. Right, right, right. Right, because you sort of, you have like a pop version and I mean, but it all, you just have a gorgeous voice to me. It doesn't even matter what the, I, okay. I read about you because representative uh, Sean Maloney. You, yeah. t- uh, you said, thank you, Representative Maloney, for helping tackle this issue head on. Mm-hmm. He tweeted, a survivor of conversion therapy, Justin Utley, still bears the scars. It's the name of your album. Meet the singer who's using his mu- music to help stop the harm being done to LGBTQ people. Yeah. What great! First of all, what great timing. We just talked about today 
the latest from the Trump administration is them trying to oh write, pass legislation that lets businesses discriminate right, against right. LGBTQ, among others, based on religious. Well, so yeah. you grew and, up and then Mormon. And it's like government contractors, too. So it's like, right. like taxpayer money. This isn't just private businesses either. It's like, right. this is like a bad, dangerous precedent. Well, right. But I yeah. I mean, first of all, what a fascinating story. You're Thank you're you. like boy erased meets like the Book of Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember when that audition was posted in New York and I'm like, oh, I wonder what this is going to be about. Should I audition? Which Man. one? The Book, of, Book Mormon? of Mormon. Book of Mormon. Did you um, love it? I absolutely loved it. My, yeah. you know, my family was like, you know, I heard it's a bunch of lies. I'm like, actually, uh-huh. it's it is pretty accurate. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's great, and I feel like if you can't laugh at yourself in your own culture, you leave it to someone else to do right yeah. less kindly. And the church seems to have embraced it a little, little bit. bit. I think they had to. Yeah, <laughs> like, there is like a warm message at the end of it. <laughs> oh yeah, yes, absolutely. That's the thing. Yeah. Right. They, you know, believing in yeah. it was a yeah, loving yeah. mockery. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They do it with a fake smile. We really love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really, exactly. Yeah, it's great. We well, they it. put out an ad in the in the. In the playbill that said you've seen the show now write the book yes as stephanie and i saw it together and we saw that ad in the playbill yeah yeah Yeah. um oh i forgot about our date yes that was our one date yes we went to go see book of mormon yeah it didn't that date turned us both gay Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so wait a minute because i have to say i boy erased was was really powerful and i'm reading this first story about you uh, when justin utley saw a preview screening of the new film boy erased Mm -hmm. He was so affected by its portrayal of a controversial gay conversion theory, he drove around Salt Lake City in silence for two hours with painful memories yeah. tugging at tugging at him. Um, that yeah, that was tough to watch and so powerful. But for you, I can only imagine. Just, okay, tell us your whole. Okay, grew up Mormon in Utah. You yeah. underwent gay conversion therapy between 2002 and 2004, yeah. right? You realized you were gay shortly after you returned from an LDS mission. Yeah. Seeking help from a religious leader, he was recommended a therapist who Utley says promised him help with changing his sexual yeah. orientation. And and the the crazy thing is, is like I, the more people I've met through this process, they're like, well, I didn't really go through conversion therapy. It was more this retreat or this camp or like wow. um, a specialist and all just helping me develop the the feelings I should have as a father and a husband. And I'm like, that's the same thing. It's just they're calling it by something else now because like no one wants to put a sign on their door saying I'm a conversion therapist. Like, right. You know, it's what like percentage of those people end up being gay themselves. Oh, I, would, would you, <laughs> I would say probably 99% yeah. of them are yes, working um, out their own issues perhaps. And yeah. it just blows my mind. Like that. Um, like when, when I tell people about the, the stuff that I'm doing and they're like, well, is that even a thing? Are people still doing it? And it's like, yeah. Well, yeah and that's the problem that it's gone. So off the radar Mm -hmm. that it's still happening and you just don't see it like what is conversion what do they do to you oh wait i'm getting to this okay all right (laughs) all right fine (laughs) she's right is it something you want them to do to you (laughs) yeah i that's i'm just curious no that's a great question because i wondered the difference because in this article it says one of the models of therapy messes is your parents are responsible for you being homosexual. They have you develop this rage Ugh. against them and beat these images of them with baseball bats. Yeah. That's your famous. Yeah, my ex-husband Mother, did what did yeah. you do, do to me? me? Okay. Yeah, yeah. But you said you didn't, uh, your, your experience was not as extreme, but you did feel depressed and suicidal after your experience. Yeah, well, they told me that I had been sexually molested as a child repeatedly, and I just didn't remember, and that had to have been what yeah. caused me to learn these behaviors and... 
that, you know, my anxiety would trigger this. So I was put on this cocktail of medication. Like one of them was for war vets, basically for PTSD. Oh, Oh God. So I was on that. I did that for two years and finally realized like this is bullshit. Can I say that? Oh, yes. Okay. (laughs) Oh, in fact, this was the longest time anyone's ever gone without saying some shit (laughs) on the happy hour. This is the whole point of the happy hour. Don't mind the ex-Mormon in the room. You're fine. Yes. Um, But yeah, so I, and it wasn't until my mom caught word of what was going on because I didn't come out to my family that I was gay. I came out to them that I'd been sexually molested. And so they went on this pseudo witch hunt to try to figure out who in my neighborhood could have done this. And like, thank God they didn't find who they thought did it because then what would have happened to their life? So wait, who, who? You were sexually molested. No, I wasn't. No. Oh, you weren't. No. He was told you. No, was. I just, it was so awful. Oh. I just didn't remember. It was this repressed oh. memory syndrome, something. And so, now what, wait a minute. But so obviously some of these programs differ. Because when Chris asked, like, what did yours entail? So I, this part cracked me up. Cracked me up. You said you, you group therapy setting where healthy male touch was encouraged just confused him even more. He said many of the participants messed around with each other after sessions. I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was like, well, touching the other men in the group is supposed to cure you of. Yeah, like the the idea is that you didn't have enough affection from your father or enough male bonding experiences. And so like these guys would like hold each other and it's like these (laughs) healthy touch sessions. And, you know, if you if you gained like a a crush on a guy, you would obviously want them to be your your touch partner. And like, yeah, it just seems like like, speed dating. Excuse me. (laughs) Not only not only am I not cured. Oh, it absolutely does. And not only am I not cured, but now I've had an erection for more than four hours. (laughs) Call a doctor or don't. Right. <laughs> Actually, who's the doctor? Uh, we are calling so much bullshit in this podcast and this happy hour. There's a lot of people we need to tell to bugger off. Anyone involved in reparative therapy, therapy bugger Ooh. off. Yes, bugger I wonder, off. I wonder if bugger off bomb would work. I don't think so. My bugger it, it keeps off bomb. pests away. My bugger off bomb is my new best friend because I had a nasty bite, right? And you know me, I don't go to doctors because I'm I just whatever. And it was itchy, itchy, itchy for yep. like three weeks. Scritch, scritch, scritch. Scritch, scritch, scritch. Not in a good way. And we had to hear you complain about it for three weeks. Yeah. Did you bugger I, off? I thought the could... venom was on its way to my heart. I barely survived. And then ding dong in the risk, nick of time, bugger off bomb arrived at my door. No more bugs. I love it because I never used bug spray because I hate smelling like chemicals and yeah. deep and ah. Okay. Bugger off bomb. Deep free. Smells good. Made from non-GMO soybean oil, beeswax, rosemary, thyme, geranium, citronella, cedarwood, basil, and eucalyptus essential oils. Ooh, I'm mm. going to only attract the right kind of things. Not bugs. That's right. Wow. <laughs> Smell like you could eat me with a melon baller. So you could come back Ow. from a hike without any bugs, but maybe something else. Wow. Yeah. It comes Someone in a else? little handy two-ounce tin, so I can take it for a weekend trip somewhere if I want Ooh. to. Oh, how did this turn so dirty? Just for my listeners, Bugger Off Bomb is uh, offering 15% off when you use the code SEXY. Go to BuggerOffBomb.com. Type in the promo code SEXY at checkout. That's right. Get 15% off by going to BuggerOffBomb.com. Use that code SEXY at checkout. Homemade in small batches right here in the Pacific Northwest. Ooh. Oh, I can smell it now. Mm. Not for use as a deterrent against Zika or Lyme disease. If you live in or visit high-risk areas, you'll need something stronger. That's BuggerOffBomb.com. Type in the code SEXY. Yeah, it, it, so there's these different types of it. So they, they kind of have it spread out among this like myriad of possibilities as to why you're gay. Like either your parents weren't there for you um, or you were molested as a child or you didn't have enough male bonding experience. And so there's, there's right. always this explanation um, environmentally and psychologically as to why you have this condition. And, and they treat it like it's an illness of some kind. And it's, it's just frankly not. So there's no way they can pull anything that would that would actually explain away what they were trying to 
to change because there's and just nothing. Just to your fix. explanation makes it, it makes you realize how incredibly ridiculous and dangerous it is. It sounds so cookie cutter. It's oh, like yeah. you were molested. No, I wasn't. No, yes, you were. You know, yeah. you, you hate your parents. And no, I don't. Yes, you do. Right, right. <laughs> and this, 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 oh. this, like, this, this religious bias that kind of was obviously underscoring it all is. I mean, it's supposed to bring your family together, but yeah. it like tore mine apart. Like my dad felt awful for not like right. catching this 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 imaginary child. person yeah, yeah for doing this to me and then actually what broke the cycle is that he called my mom and was kind of like well how could you let this happen and she's like what 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 what's going on because i didn't tell her yeah and she called me and she's like i don't know what the hell's going on but like you you cannot blame the repressed memory of something that never happened on what's going on in your life i wish you would just tell me what's going on yeah and that's when you know, the clouds started clearing a little bit and I was like, well, maybe I need to try something else because I've been doing this for two years and there's guys at this therapy. So I was going to a group therapy and then a one-on-one therapist through LDS Family Services. And, uh, you know, it. so it was a combination of talk therapy, psychotherapy, and then like yeah. group support therapy that had like conferences and retreats and things. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, this isn't working and I don't want to do this for another 10 or 15 years like some of these guys and, oh. and yeah. still sit in that same boat and just think, oh, well, if I die, then God will take it from me then. I'm like, you, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And here's the part. I'm a crier. I don't know if they warn you, but this here's the part <laughs> where I'm going to cry. But uh, once you decided the therapy wasn't working, you quit, got a boyfriend. Your boyfriend suddenly died of a heart attack. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the Mormon... Uh, your Mormon bishop told him you wouldn't. Yeah, uh, he wouldn't have to go through this grief if he hadn't left therapy and pursued a relationship with a man. Oh, that must have made that yeah. pain, yeah, exponentially said, worse. Said that uh, Brent was taken away because I wasn't supposed to be homosexual, and so I. That was kind of this moment of realization of, you know, you've been able to play these fear tactics on me before, but you know what this is bullshit. Like you, you didn't know him. You don't know him. You didn't know what existed between us. And yes, we were both in this space of, I don't know what we are, but we cared about each other. Um, it was my first experience with a guy at all, like outside of this therapy. And now you're telling me like he's an expendable human because he wasn't Mormon. Like it's that's, it's, it's awful. There's so much bullshit in your story that I can't call bullshit enough time <laughs> on this happy hour podcast. But there it, is too much bullshit yeah, but, to but even fit like, into. It's like entrusting entrusting those parts of your life to to a person that's not even a licensed therapist first of all or even yeah. if they are a licensed therapist they shouldn't be mm-hmm. um because it's supposed to be in, in any mental health or uh, mental health uh, person like that's licensed is supposed yeah. to abide by a code of unbiased and evidence-based treatment and this is absolutely no evidence to support that it that it fixes or treats anything because it's not a mental di- i had a, a uh, illness, you know? i had a pre-cry to get ready for, it was foreplay from my major cry <laughs> right. that I'm getting ready for, before the <laughs> end of this up. bullshit podcast um but <laughs> your testimony for equality utah i mean the way you describe it you said the journey to begin to love and accept myself was not an easy one but once i took a chance opened my heart i met and fell in love with someone that would change my life forever meeting brent was one of the best things that ever happened to me one day after work, I received an email from Brent's brother letting me know that Brent had suffered a very sudden and unexpected heart attack and passed away. And and you talk about how you couldn't even go to the funeral because you neither of you were out. Yep. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they had the funeral in Oklahoma, and, and uh, his brother just said, you know, we're just collecting some emails from friends. We thought maybe you'd want to write something, and I just, it, <laughs> it was really rough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and um, it was through that process that my my boss at this credit union was reading my emails and uh, found out I was gay and asked me point blank, um, are you homosexual? And I'm like, well, 
way to go clinical, but sure, <laughs> and it doesn't have anything to do with my job. And she's like, well, the, yeah, it does. We wouldn't have hired you had we known. And so I soon found myself out of a job, and Utah didn't have any protections at that time. Uh, which is why I spoke at that hearing. Yeah. Um, they finally did pass a law, but as I'm finding out more and more as I spend more time in Utah, there's all these little back deals and, and uh, amendments that happen after some of these bills. And apparently after this one passed for discrimination in job and, and housing for LGBT protections, um, the governor signed a bill that undermined it um, there, there hasn't been a case to test it, but basically if the business or, or property has a contract, a major contract with a religious organization, they can claim religious exemption from the law. Yeah. And, then, I, I just and can't that's what believe Trump it. is pushing for. Right. But we're back here. Right, right yeah. now, yeah. as yeah. we speak. In yeah. 2019. It's I insane. Mean, I, it's so insane. I, the, by the way, there was an, another little uh, scoop of bigotry in your original story. Uh, she mentioned there was a woman more qualified than me who had interviewed for my position, but they didn't offer her the job because they had seen one of those equal stickers on her car and assumed mm-hmm. she was a lesbian. Yep, yep. <laughs> she said she wasn't judging my lifestyle, but preferred not to have people, quote, like me working there. Yep. I mean, this is where I thought, like, wow, maybe we do live in a little bit of a bubble here in we LA do. because I'm we like, oh, this do. shit yeah. happens, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it, they, the, I mean, I called like Lambda Legal and ACLU and yeah. they're just like, we just suggest that you move. I'm like, but I shouldn't have to do that. Like no. my, my feeling is like, it's, it's kind of, I don't know, hashtag Stonewall 365. Like the whole purpose of that was to stop being treated like second class citizens. And that's still happening. Mm-hmm. Um, even in Salt Lake City where it's this little liberal hub yeah. of Utah, it, it's still happening. Um, this is such a powerful your testimony when you say when in the course of those couple of weeks I lost my job the person I love my faith and my community um, there was an extremely low part I strongly consider taking my own life yeah um, but took- then you say I'm standing here alive because of three things first the unconditional support of a wonderful mother who if you refused to allow me to continue to believe I wasn't worth loving the rest of the members of my family soon followed suit boy that makes all the difference in the world it and, was, th- and you know what if I had come out um, honestly to her um, I don't think I may have had to have gone through everything that I had if I would have just been trusting enough. And that's one of the yeah. things she told me. She's like, well, now I, now <laughs> I don't get to meet someone that was so important to you. Um, so please don't let that happen again. Yeah. Um, it really changed everything. Um, she had actually, when I attempted suicide, she followed the police and to make sure I was okay. And I didn't know that. So when I met, you know, if you're going to harm yourself, then the police yeah. have an obligation to make sure you're okay. Uh, when I arrived at the place that we were supposed to meet, um, I saw this police tape and some flares, and I got out of my car, and they, the, this police officer, she said, are you Justin? I said, yes. She put me in the back of a car and locked it and walked away, and I was like, what the hell's going on? And I look over, and it was my mom's car that was underneath this truck, and um, it's Dodge Durango or something, and they were pulling her out of the window because she had mm-hmm. followed the police to make sure I was okay and ran a red light. Oh. And so I spent hours in the waiting room of the ER at the hospital and she comes out with this crutches and things around her neck and she just said you know if this is what it takes to let you know that you're loved exactly the way you are then I'll do this again and that's that's really the the pivotal point when it changed and I know there's kids out there that aren't as lucky as me to have a mother that would just love unconditionally and very pragmatically yeah Jason Um, that's an important message when you I mean I've said this before that I took years to come out to my 
family. My mom, you know, I'm crying like crazy. My mom just started crying. She's like, oh, honey, why don't you tell me? Yeah. I mean, and I thought, wow, I lost like 20 years of closeness totally, with my family. Totally, totally, totally. Like, mm-hmm. I, was ju- I was so afraid they were going to judge me. I was judging them. I'm like, oh, they're Republican. They're Catholic. They're not yeah, going to. Yeah, totally. You know. Totally. And I had, you know, I was not, I was a lipstick, I guess, and I had just enough boyfriends, <laughs> and I was just, I was just ambitious enough. Yeah. But they didn't, they really didn't know. They yeah. just thought I didn't care about boyfriends because I was, you know, wanted a career. And, and my I, mom said, I thought you just had commitment issues. And then she said yeah. something later down the line, not in the same moment, but she said, you know, you, you did throw up a lot on my tits when I was trying to breastfeed you as a baby. <laughs> and I said, I said, Mom, first you just said tits, and that's just full stop right there. First of all, secondly, I love that you're all a family of potty mouths. I know. But Mormon, definitely my mother. Mormon poppy potty mouth. Yeah, I love it. She's, she's Italian, so I get the, the, <laughs> the passion from her side. But like it was, I know, we've, we've gotten this amazing relationship now out of it that I wouldn't have ever, ever had had I kept this. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I just love it. I need mom that says tits. I love it. A rack. <laughs> I once told my girlfriend's mom she had a nice rack. Well, I, I post some of our conversations that I have with her um, via text. I post them on Instagram sometimes. And she <laughs> texted back once. She's like, you just told... Uh, no, she said, uh, I just I just saw that you performed at Pride in Salt Lake. That's great. But I saw a picture. And, you know, it's a shame that my gay son has better tits than I do. <laughs> <laughs> like, there we go oh with the God. word. And so she... I reposted that on instagram you need to do another remember the really popular book shit my dad says oh no yes. you gotta do <laughs> i shit definitely my, should shit my mormon mom says yeah yeah about yep. her gay son yep yeah i should oh, i've awesome. posted a few conversations and people have actually said this needs to either be a sitcom or an ongoing thread that you have that, oh, no, this, I, is, yeah. this yeah. is a uh what's my friend remember we had in that oh my god my longtime friend uh crazy jewish mom it's the same thing. Uh, yeah. it's, she um, publishes just the text. Her mother texts her like 40 times a day, and yeah. they're hilarious. Yeah, she's like, well, yeah. you, one of them was just this random, are you still gold star gay? And I'm like, you know too much. How do you know that yeah, word? Well, how, yeah, how does... <laughs> Mom's not supposed like, to know that. Right, and I'm like, how did... How, like, you, you know too much. Why do you know this? And why are you even asking? Yes, yeah. of course I am. She's like, well, I'm just asking because, you know, I need to know these things. I'm yeah, like, so no. I am because you said tits too much. Right, right, right. Okay. right. And your right. mom would know if you're a platinum gay. You're like, I threw up on your tits. What else do you <laughs> <Yeah>. think? <laughs> well, I told her I want my long form birth certificate because I don't believe I came out of your vagina. This is just not going to happen. Because when I said, when I explained what a gold star gay was, I, yeah. you know, I haven't touched a vagina. And she's like, oh, you've touched mine. I'm like, no, we are not going to count that. They <laughs> should do studies on whether gay men. Are, are like born early because they like can't wait to get out of a fucking vagina and they're never going back. And that's why we're screaming when, <laughs> yeah, they, exactly. when they hit us in the back. We're finally just catching our breath out. <laughs> oh my God. darkness. Exactly. Ew. That, that was that? that was me going a, ew. No. Ew. Don't. That's the last one I ever want to see. <laughs> I, I got a platinum star husband. Oh, oh my God. That's right. That's yep. awesome. What does platinum mean? C-section. C-section. Oh. He has not touched it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. He was like, hold up in there, like, I'm not coming out. I'm not going through that thing. <laughs> and she doesn't want me to either. Believe me. Like, my mom said, my mom said, and uh, and besides, you're the only one that gave me stretch marks out of the three. I'm like, thanks. I think. <laughs> well, you were like, the big one. Yeah. 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 I was, and I think I didn't have any. <laughs> I didn't have any bone structure. I think for at least a year, because every picture they have of me, I'm kind of this ball of like cream cheese just kind of dripping <laughs> like my brother's holding me and it's Ew. like is that my head or my feet because it's just it looks like a giant mouth with two dots for eyes and just yeah did they like not ever wipe the afterbirth off what's no, going on no no and actually they, my mom Ew. thought i was the wrong kid for a little while because i didn't look anything like my brothers and i just yeah it was 
that's another story, but yeah. There's no I, pictures I've of me as forgotten. a baby in the hospital. My I've, brothers both have pictures with my mom because they were adorable and I'm just this giant yeah. amoeba. I've never forgotten <laughs> some joke from a guy at Yuck Yucks a thousand years ago. He's talking about the birth of his son and he's like, it's the most beautiful moment of my life and I'm there and I'm waiting and I'm watching and here it comes and it's a boiled monkey and cheese sauce. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was the cheese sauce. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Um, so the new survivors is the debut single right yeah from uh scars which is the yeah. album um yeah again you're let, can we hear a little the pop version right let's i just want to um because your voice is gorgeous thank just, you let's hear a little dedicated to people who have gone through reparative therapy Searching for a new start Forget about the words they say Done tearing me apart It's time to find my wings And something to believe in See what tomorrow brings When the sun is shining in your eyes And the stars are falling from play a little of the uh, next one gorgeous gorgeous yeah. thank you yeah. um so i you know i'm reading the whole obviously mormon home but when you first started you said you when you but you believed your same gender attraction was an addiction a disorder a uh, learned behavior mm-hmm. so I, you talked about medication what what is there something they consider anti-gay pills like what <laughs> what, what well they can they thought uh, because of the childhood trauma I suffered that I had. Allegedly. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. I mean, and they had me, geez, over the over the course of weeks and weeks, like starting to remember like these pieces of this memory. Like, oh, oh I boy. think I remember the, the wallpaper color or the, or the carpet, the floor. Yeah. You know, something on the wall. And it was just like, you know, think back to a time in your childhood of a house that made you uncomfortable that you oh. walked past and... You know, I, I thought, oh my God, this is once again is, calling bullshit. They're creating right. traumas in your head. Yes. Right. Oh yeah. And in well, fact, but... I went to a psychiatrist because I'm still on one of the medications because I can't come off because it was it was a big dose and like my brain needs it and there has to see, be. See, this is I hate to say it's where I kind of start to understand a little bit of what Marianne Williams is talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is just a personal thing for me, and I get it that it, it saves some people's lives, and I don't want to. But I have a friend that killed herself when she went off uh, Paxil. Mm-hmm. And you remember there was a lawsuit yeah. from a lot of you yeah. know friends and family of people that, and you describe it as it was to help suppress your feelings, and it just seems like that part I get when people say that. Well, first of all, I'm just not a fan of the pharmaceutical industry. Right, I feel like right. they overprescribe totally. t- stuff that might be just situational sadness, mm-hmm. or like you said, you just said like you, they were causing your trauma and your yeah. That's what this <laughs> this, know, this like, doctor I'm seeing now. He's just like you know, I would actually be prescribing this. To you from the trauma they created. Yeah, yeah, that's what it sounds you know? like. Yeah, and I'm so... afraid to to mess with chem- brain chemistry like that. And I, I I do get that when it's situational sadness that they're over prescribing, and then like you say, you can't get off because then it's Part. worse. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yeah. I've, I mean, I've I've tried the different methods and stuff, so they're looking for an alternative. But for now, it's just like, well, just stay on until we figure out something else. Yeah. But I mean, it was basically all these 
these drugs were to help suppress not the feeling, but it was almost to just make me numb emotionally, which was then, you know, just making me completely numb to life. And right. Sure, it worked, but it didn't take away the yeah. attraction. It, it took away the joys as well as the, oh, the pain. Oh, oh totally, totally. Yeah. Like, and, and Can you it, imagine, I mean, how much this could be avoided by just... I don't want to blame religion for everything, but just being able to be grow up as a normal, healthy, gay kid. Right. <laughs> you know, right. there's none of this. There's none of this. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like... I, we were all bullied, right? I mean, oh, childhood's hard enough. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it yeah. wasn't about even being gay then. It just... Yep. And yeah. like, I, I've, I've talked to a couple of uh, groups of social workers at the University of Utah in some, in some uh, groups, and some of them um, were interns at the LDS Family Services, and they've definitely changed their, their MO, um, and they're telling some kids like, hey, maybe you just need to take a break from the church for a while and figure out who you are, which is pretty forward um, thinking... Um, the problem is, though, is that's kind of, uh, it differs between therapists to other therapist offices. So, like, the, the message isn't consistent. So, there's yeah. other therapists saying, no, yeah. this is something that maybe we can fix. There's also this idea that now they're kind of encouraging asexuality as a way to just keep you in the church. Yeah. Like, oh, well, no, you're just, you're just not attracted to anything. Right. You know, like, oh, you're confused. That means you're not attracted to anything. So now you can still stay. Active. So how were you on religion now? And then Mormonism in, in particular? Um, and, yeah. I, you know, when I left Mormonism, it actually wasn't due to being gay. I mean, I was trying to stay. I mean, that was the whole point right. of yeah. the therapy. Um, it was actually when I had found out some of the problematic stuff in their history that was deliberately hidden, basically. Yeah. yeah. And I was, I felt a little duped because I, you know, served a Mormon mission for them, and I felt like, why didn't you give me the whole story before I went and sold it? That's not fair, you know. Do you, like, do you believe? Do you believe in God still? Do you I believe consider it. yourself agnostic, or? Um, agnostically ish, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> more of like a humanist, where I feel like, honest to God, I've we have the power in us to change things. We have the power in us to to destroy things, to create beauty, and I think that God is in us. Like we we are the ones that are responsible for changing things and making yeah. things better, and instead of praying to someone in the sky to take care of someone who's hurting, it's, we're supposed to do that. Yeah. And that's kind of why I'm doing what I'm doing. Cause that's, yeah. that's what I believe. You, I love this. You, your career took off when you were, you performed at the winter Olympics. Yeah. 2002. Yeah. I did a, a, a regional stint of Joseph and the amazing Technicolor dream coat. Oh my God. I love that show. <laughs> you must be Mormon. Um, <laughs> you're closeted Mormon. I well, and I was in yeah. love with Donnie. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and he, exactly. And he there played we go. Joseph. Okay. All right. Yep. yep. And you have nice teeth. Thank so you. I mean, that's that's also a very. <laughs> I could have been an Osmond after that... my dentistry. <laughs> I think theirs might be two at this point. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I did that, and that kind of uh, sprung me into some of the other musical theater realms of things. And then I got asked by the governor to be in the 2002 Olympic opening ceremony yeah. reception, and I. I thought it was spam first because I'm like, what the hell? This is not possible. But it was. It was wow. really cool. And it was oh. at that point that I kind of, after the Olympics were over, I started doing some gigs, uh, a couple in L.A., Nashville, and New York. And that's when I decided to move to New York because nobody really makes it in Utah. It's, yeah. a, it's a place that people are from. Yeah. Except the Osmonds. They yeah. had their studio. Can true, ask, true. Can I ask one <laughs> Olympic-related question? Yeah, yeah. Curling, what the fuck? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Although, <laughs> I, maybe it's because I'm getting old, but I find it very relaxing to watch. <laughs> yes, it's hypnotic. Like, wow. See, if it was Summer Olympics, I would have said pommel horse. What the fuck? Yes. But, yes. Okay. Yes. I think we need to bring back some of like the old old school stuff. Like, hey, let's take a let's get this like gladiator stuff going on. Because if you're still doing curling, 
Right. And some of this stuff. Do is, you like gladiator movies? Um, I do actually, for yeah. some <laughs> unknown that's, reason. That's a, that's a gay joke. Must Russell be family. must be part of my same gender attraction disorder. <laughs> so your single "Stand for Something" that was 2010 was a marriage when the whole marriage equality yeah. debate. Yeah, I would. I had um. That's kind of when I felt like what I had to say was uh, connecting to people. I. I'd written that out of frustration when Prop 8 went down, and, yeah. and I just felt like, you know what, there, this is this is bullshit, and this is this wasn't supposed to happen. And enough people, if enough people had gotten off their asses and voted, we wouldn't be in yeah. this situation. And that's kind of what remember the song that was. Yay, Obama won't wait. What about the mm-hmm. us, gay? Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. Exactly. Can I just say more bullshit has been called in this happy hour? Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> I am so happy because I thought oh, he's warm and he's not going to swear. He's not going to drink. <laughs> but he is made up for it in tits and bullshit, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Let's listen to a little of Scars. Is that what we have? This one drops next month, correct? Yeah, on the set. Yeah. This was uh, actually originally a rock and roll song. It sounded like a Foo Fighters track. I had a friend who used to say he's waiting for a better day. He watched the clock, but in dismay, he saw his time just slip away. He never thought he'd live to tell he was in. Thank you. It, yeah. it, it actually all changed. I was speaking at a, a suicide panel at the Sundance Film Festival last yeah. year, and I was speaking on conversion therapy. And some of the other panelists, uh, one was a trans woman, and we talked afterward, and she, I had sung Survivors as part of the gig, and she turned her arm over, and on the inside of her forearm was the word Survivors. Oh, wow. And then she pointed out that on her legs, I was asking about this story on her tattoos, and some of the tattoos on her legs were to cover the scars that were left by her parents whipping her with a belt oh. buckle. Mm. for wearing a dress and that's actually the moment I went back to the studio and rewrote the song to be what it is now because before it was this big yeah. loud rock and roll song and I felt like that that moment changed it completely and I felt like it needed more needed to pay more homage to people that have that have had those scars that yeah. have cut mm-hmm. so deep that they're going to be there forever yep. and that we should actually celebrate those and remember them instead of trying to hide them because that's what makes us who we are beautiful really yeah yeah, so. you're saving lives, my friend. Yeah, Trying. You are. Yeah. Doing it one gig at a time, hopefully. <laughs> and you're super pretty. <laughs> Thank you. I like you, too. Super you know pretty what? voice. Most of the women what? I had crushes on in high school are lesbians. Yeah, well, which, well there you go. go. So, my high school boyfriend turned out to be gay. Awesome. Yes. See, it all we, works out. We thought we weren't fucking because of Catholicism. But <laughs> <laughs> it's such a convenient excuse, though. <laughs> no, can't, we can't. We're Catholic. I can totally relate. I have to go on my mission first. What are you doing? Oh, my God. <laughs> Get your hands away from me. Jason Utley, singer, Justin, songwriter. Justin. Justin. Justin, sorry. Said Jason. Oop, what did I say? Justin Utley, singer, songwriter, survivor. How do we, do we have a website? Do we have a word? Yep. Justin How do we Utley, worship you? JustinUtley.com, and you can kind of find me out from there, but uh, uh, I'm on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and uh, Instagrammies, and all that stuff. So you can purchase your music, too. Yes, yes, yes. absolutely. Buy his music, support yes. his causes, go see him live. Exactly. Follow his Instagram. Yes, happy, happy hour. I'll post more stuff about my mom. Yes. I promise. Tits, 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 tits. 
We have what? I just want the opportunity to say it more. That and bullshit. Thank you, Justin. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, this is Randy Rhodes, host of the Randy Rhodes After Hours podcast. If you love this episode, you're going to love the whole show. Every week we talk about everything that matters to you, from our future as a democracy to our existence on this here planet. Find it all at sexyliberal.com on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and anywhere and everywhere you get your podcasts.